Our whole goal is saturation. We want to see every school saturated with the gift of the gospel. And we want to see students like you watching being the ones who are doing it because God has placed you specifically, strategically in the lives of your, your classmates and peers. Well, welcome to the Decision Point podcast. I'm your host, Mark Hobson, president of Decision Point, where our mission is to proclaim the gospel to the next generation till every student has heard. And we're so excited about the show and for students around the country and literally even around the world who are tuning in to learn and be challenged to be leaders who stand for Christ, who live all out for Christ, who witness for Christ and endure hardship for his name because he is worth it. You know, last week we talked about being leaders who are fed by God's word, who are abiding in the word so that we can bear fruit for God. And today we want to talk about being leaders who will give God's word to those around us as we seek to follow Christ's commands to witness for him. And to help us with that today, I am so excited for our special guest, Carl Blunt, the founder and president of The Life Book. Uh, Carl, thanks so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Hey, it is great to be here, Mark. And first, just let me start by saying this. I so appreciate you guys. I so appreciate Decision Point and what you guys do, challenging kids to live for Jesus, you know, to grow into young men and women who are passionately in love with Jesus and passionately in love with living for him, sharing with him with the world around them. I so appreciate that. And if you're a student listening right now, please be in prayer for this man and his team and this ministry that God would just pour out his spirit on this ministry it would create a movement of young men and women who are crazy in love with Jesus and can't help but live for him and share him. Hey, appreciate you, Carl. So just to help our listeners get to know you a little bit, uh, Carl's the author of The Life Book, uh, which, oh my goodness, we're going to be talking a lot about that today. Uh, Carl, you've been in executive leadership of national, international parachurch and church ministries for several decades. I understand your writing has been read in like 80 countries around the world, and you did some graduate work at Harvard, Gordon-Conwell, Ashland, and so that's just crazy exciting. Um, Carl, we're so excited about the life book and the relationship that we've had with you guys since our earliest days together, and it's amazing to see the way the Lord's blessed your ministry and the just incredible impact that you guys have had. Is it is it true over 50 million life books have been given out around the country? Uh, dude, doesn't that just blow your mind? Like I, mean, I don't even know. that's true, right? What's that I mean, look like like what if you put <laughs> all those books together? What's that look like? I have no clue. Yeah, I can't. I can't even. I think it's fifty-three million now. And I'll t- yeah. tell you the truth. I wrote the life book sitting in a small town in Ohio where we were living at the time on our couch with my laptop on my lap, going, "Lord, what do you want to do?" And He just poured this stuff out, and we just gathered it and. Man, it's amazing to think that from that little brown couch, uh, which had been in our marriage forever, (laughs) uh, that somehow he would bring something like this. Uh, You know, I've been involved in lots and lots of ministries, as you said, and nothing like this, because this is something that God just said, I'm going to bless it. I'm just going to bless it. And I'm going to make it thrive, regardless of you, in spite of you, even Carl and your team. I'm going to do something amazing here. So, yeah, what a ride. It's been incredible what God has done, and to Him be all the glory. Well, we love it. And, of course, uh, God wrote 
probably 80% of the life book, obviously, yeah. with, as, <laughs> as of course, you know, right? The, like with the, hey, it's the gospel, for anybody that doesn't know, it's either the gospel of John, or now I understand you've got a gospel of Mark edition, but then just wonderful explanatory notes written by Carl to help a young reader who has not grown up in church track with the message all the way through, which I think is just brilliant. And of course, it's sleek. It's it's designed so a student can give it to another student super easily and I think grab their interest in a, in a fresh way. So we love that. Okay, well, Carl, we're going to talk more about the life book in a minute, but first, let's just talk about you. Can you tell us how did you get rolling for the Lord? And how, I mean, how did you come to know the Lord in the first place? Yeah, I actually grew up in Ohio um, and I was a wrestler. That's a big thing in Ohio. Started wrestling when I was very small and one of my best friend and I would wrestle together all the time. His name was Jeff, and we were just we were we were closer than brothers. Well, uh, the summer after my sophomore year, I just done really well at the state tournament, and uh, um, he and I were headed to. We were actually coaching at a small kids wrestling camp, and then headed to work together to do landscaping, you know, lawn mowing together for our wrestling coach. Um, I was supposed to ride with him. He went on ahead and ended up hitting a semi truck head on and dying. Oh wow! And it rocked my world. I mean, had I been in that car, I was supposed to be in that car. And had I been in that car, I had no idea where I would be. I knew the reality of heaven and hell. And I just began a search. I mean, I I stayed, I could not sleep. I just began going to different churches, trying to figure things out. And eventually a friend of mine named Bill invited me to the youth group to his youth group. And the youth pastor sat down and he shared the gospel with me, he opened his word, sh- opened God's word, shared the gospel with me. And God just, oh man, God just grabbed my heart. Uh, I was convicted of my sin. I came to Christ. I surrendered my life. And I was a crazy radical Jesus freak for the rest of high school. And um, hopefully I've been that ever since, you know, I'm just, I'm in love with Jesus. Uh, but, but that's what happened. And, and, and so I've been called and helping uh, young people ever since then to fall in love with Jesus and to share that love with others um, through the gospel. So that's, that's it. Wow. Thanks for sharing. So, um, so you get saved, you become a radical Jesus freak in high school. Uh, now you're helping students who are radical Jesus freaks give God's word on a massive scale. Uh, how did you, I mean, how did you get, tell us more about that. You're writing it on your couch, but how did you decide to launch the life book and uh, what have you just seen God do through the years as you've seen this movement just grow and grow and grow, probably beyond your wildest dreams? Oh, my goodness. I could never have imagined this. But uh, we're, we're actually founded, uh, funded by the Gideons International. So, you know, the hotel Bible people, you find their right, the Bible. Right. And, you know, they realized that uh, they couldn't get into schools anymore, particularly high schools and, and middle schools. And so they said, we got to do something. Um, so, you know, by God's grace, he connects me and them. And, uh, they're like, Hey, we just need some sort of gospel message. We need a way to work with youth ministries to get their students, the gospels that they can take into schools for their, to give to their friends legally. Oh, it's gotta be legal. huh? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we use some language like, you know, you're legally smuggling Bibles into schools, you know, that's what you're doing. And, uh, which makes it fun for a student, right? That does make it fun. And, and so, I don't know. We just started following the Lord and it was, uh, 2010. Uh, I think, I think that may have been when we met because we made a big push in California and the big push in 2010, you know, we're at 53 million right now. The big push was 60,000 and we're believing the Lord for 60,000 life books to get, get out there. Uh, and then, 
God says, hey, how about half a million next year? I tell my board and they're like, um, okay. So God does half a million the next year. And then God's like, hey, how about 1.2 million the next year? Okay, 1.2 million, then 2.4, then 5 million. And God just continued to grow this thing. And it's been phenomenal what he has done through this and to him be the glory. And, and it's, you know what it is? It's youth leaders, youth pastors, pastors who have a heart for their students sharing the gospel. And then students who God has worked on their heart. And he's like, hey, you, look where God has placed you. You can go and take the gift of God's word to friends who don't know Jesus. Go do that. And they're like, all right. And, and that's who God has worked through. It's not really us. You know, it's not about the life book. That's one of the things that's been true from the beginning. It's never been about the life book. It's been about the mission. And the mission has God just working through these youth pastors, youth leaders, and their hearts. They want to get the gospel out. And then their students, that they would be obedient to Jesus and just so in love with him that they can't help but share him with those around them. I love it. I, a couple, so many things I love about you guys and about the life book. One of them, it's the word of God going out on a broad scale. Uh, I love that. We should probably get to it up front. Anybody that wants a life book can get them through their youth pastor, ordering them from, we'll get into the mechanics of that later, but it's free. So that's just huge. Um, but it's a, both a bold step that students can take but it's also one that any student can take tomorrow. And just the combination of that, I just love so much. But I guess, Carl, from your perspective, why do you believe it's so important and then even just so powerful uh, to help students give God's word? Well, I believe God's word. <laughs> and I believe it when it says that when it goes out, it will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. That's right in Isaiah 55, that when God go, God's word goes out, it's going to accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. And I hardcore believe that. I believe that when God's word shows up in the hands of a student, a friend, it's not just like giving them a book. You know, it's not like sharing an app or a video. This is the very word of God through which God works to convict us of sin, to draw us to Christ to give us the gift of repentance and the gift of faith so that we can turn to Jesus. I mean, this is the gift that gives life. And so I hardcore believe that God works through his word. And we have stories of, you know, a life book being found in a trash can. We have stories of a life book being found on the floor of a health, uh, health class. You know, and and these kids picking them up and coming to know Christ. We, there, there's a great story of uh, this kid, he just wanted to reach people for Jesus. And and so his locker was right next to where the line forms for lunch. And so he just uh, put a life book on, on the outside of his locker so that people could thumb through it as they're standing in line. And so I believe that God works through his word. That's what he's given us, you know, and uh, his word is living and active and uh, I believe it changes. God uses his word through the Holy Spirit to draw people to Jesus and forever, not just change their eternal destiny, but change their life. I love that. And I also I think of also like passages like Romans 10, where it's like, you know, how shall they be saved? Well, they got to hear, right? But well, how they can hear, someone's got to share. And then he says that, you know, that faith comes by hearing and hearing 
by the word of God. And so we don't want to like overcomplicate things. I get a little bit, I don't know about you, I get a little just tired of all the different, like what are the fresh ways to reach this new generation? It's like, it's not that complicated. It's give the word of God, give them the gospel. Cause like, that's what the Bible says we all need, you know, but yeah. Carl, there's a lot going on in our world today. I mean, there's a lot going on in youth culture today. Um, why do you believe it's more important now than ever before to help students give God's word and help students hear God's word for the first time. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I would say it's more important than ever before. It's always been crazy important. But here's the reality. You and I live right now. These students live right now. And so we have that call right now in our lives. God has strategically placed every student watching this in the lives of those around them. Mark, he didn't put you and I in their friends' lives. He didn't do that. He put the students right. watching right now in their friends' lives. And it's it's a get-to. They get to be the ones who get to give the gift of the gospel to their friends. You and I don't get to do that for their friends. They get to do that. And what an honor and what a privilege that we get to be a part of what God is doing. And yeah, right now, of course, right now. It is about right now because all we have is right now. Well, that's a great word. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking more with Carl, uh, president and founder of The Life Book, about how students can give God's word and how they're seeing students' lives radically change for eternity uh, as a result. So we'll be right back. Hey, it's Heather. Do you believe in the power of God's word? Do you believe it can change the hearts and minds of those who read it? I want to invite you to take the Give God's Word Challenge. So here's the challenge. Give a Bible, New Testament, or one of the Gospels to five of your friends, classmates, or peers. Invite them to read it and let you know what they think. Or better yet, invite them to read it with you. No matter if you are a private school student, public school student, or homeschooled, you can take this challenge. And you may look at your school and want to go big. You can do it in a big way and consider giving out hundreds, if not thousands, of Bibles, tracts, and life books to as many students on your campus as possible. In Isaiah 55, 11, God's Word tells us that His Word can accomplish His purposes as it goes out. By giving out God's Word, it can powerfully work in the lives of those who read it. One student named Jude from Arizona decided to take the challenge. He and his friends gave out Bibles to as many students as they could on campus. And one of those Bibles got in the hands of Cece, a girl he had known since middle school. And the crazy part is, Cece had actually made fun of Christianity and Jude in middle school. But after receiving the Word of God and reading it for herself, she came to know Christ. And now Cece is a believer growing in her relationship with Jesus and grateful for the Bible she received. It changed her life. And God's Word is living and active. So let's get it in the hands of those around us. Ready to start the challenge? You can visit decisionpoint.org slash give God's Word to take the challenge or learn more. And while you're there, you can even have your youth pastor order free life books for you. Life books are small, annotated copies of the Gospel of John or Mark that fit in your back pocket. So go to decisionpoint.org slash give God's word to take the challenge today. That's decisionpoint.org slash give God's word. 
Hey, welcome back. I'm joined by, today by Carl with The Lifebook. Um, Carl, thanks for being here with us today. It's been great hearing your heart for the mission of helping students give God's word to their friends. You, you alluded to some pretty cool stories a minute ago. I mean, can you just tell us some more stories of how you're seeing students' lives changed as they're getting God's word in the form of a life book for the first time? You know, I'm going to flip to the other side. Adam, Adam, who uh, is the vice president of LifeBook, works with me. He's like, you know, Carl, work, God works both sides of the book. And what yeah. he means is the giver and the receiver. Yeah. And that's the thing that surprised me. Uh, you know, we set out to reach everyone with the gospel. Like, that's the goal, right? Get the gospel into the hands of every student, then watch God work through his word. Uh, but what we found and what we heard from youth leaders, pastors in particular, is the difference it was making in the lives of those students who were giving it. Because now it's connecting their faith to, you know, their school life or or just their friends or even enemies that they've had in their in their life. And and it's it's bringing that faith real into their lives. And it's giving them an opportunity to take part in God's great mission. You know, they get to dip their toes into the waters of evangelism and go, wow. This is cool. God can use me. And it changes their life, not just those who are, are receiving, but those who are giving. And, you know, we have so many stories of, you know, the the shy freshman girl who's like, I don't know if I can give this. I'll try one. I'll just give one. And she'll give one and she'll come back uh, the next week to the youth group and she'll be like, oh, my gosh, I gave that. I need more. Can I get more? Can I get more? And, and you just see this fire for evangelism, for being a part of what God has called us to do, just build. But oh yeah, we have story after story of God working through his word. He's faithful. So you put the word of God in someone's hand, God's going to work through his word. And so we, we have, uh, there's this one amazingly long story, but basically to, to put it simply, it's a girl moves to a new school and she is uh, just doesn't fit in doesn't fit in at all. One kid reaches out to her and she tells about wanting to commit suicide and she was going to commit suicide this day. And, and she decides instead that the boy had told her he had a gift for her. She decides to go to school the next day, receives the gift. It's the life book. Um, she sits down and she reads it and she just, uh, oh man, she's convicted of her sin, but she's drawn to the love of Jesus and her life. She surrenders her life to Jesus. And radical change. And she talks about how, you know, this book has worn a hole in her backpack and, and just, just that kind of stuff, the impact uh, that it has, because, because one boy who says, you know what, God put me in her life. No one else is reaching her. How could it do that? I tell you, that's yeah. amazing. And of course you never know. I mean, that, I, that guy may never have known that she was even thinking about something like that. And here he gets to be the one who just got something for you and the Lord uses that in a powerful way. That's amazing. Uh, Carl, I, th I think a lot of people today might wonder, okay, I mean, giving out Bibles on campus, like, is anybody even going to be interested in that? It's, I mean, you do know it's 2023 after all. I mean, uh, I, if I give out a bunch of them on campus, people are going to hate me or they're going to think I'm weird or they're all just going to end up in the garbage. And all of those may be true, but I mean, what would you say to a student who's listening that's kind of grappling with, I don't know, <laughs> this sounds a little bit nuts. Yeah. Hey man, it is nuts. It's crazy. You know, what God calls us to is crazy. You know, it, it doesn't fit in with culture. We're not called to be like everyone else. That's one of the joys of following Christ is we can disregard all of that. And we can say, yeah, I'll be crazy for Jesus. I absolutely will. And I'm going to continue to hand his word 
and give his give his word as a, as a gift to my friends, whether they want it or not, whether they're going to reject it. And I'm going to continue to pray for those who who persecute me, you know. And and the gospel's upside down, and we get to be those who turn the world upside down for Jesus. So, I would say to them, "All right, that's true. All that stuff may happen." And you are blessed because of it, God's word says. So go out there, be a part of what you get to do as a, as a child of God, which is to share the love of Christ with other people. Well, that's a great word. And I, I'm sure you're seeing it too. And we're finding, of course, all of those things happen. Students reject students. They mock, they hate, they, they do persecute in a real way, you know, verbally. Um, but also, man, we're just amazed to see the hunger for the Word of God that is still out there in students' hearts all across America. I mean, we we get story after story of students that take the Give God's Word challenge and they they just flat out run out of Bibles or they run out of life books because they it, they're all gone. Uh, students take them, the teachers take them. Like I mean, sometimes teachers take them in a bad way, but often teachers take them in a good way, and they want one too, and they just can't believe the hunger that's at their school for the Word of God. How are you seeing that uh, from your perspective today? Oh, absolutely true. I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in one little last thing on on what I said before, though. They're not rejecting you. <laughs> You're handing God's. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting God. And so to separate yourself, this is why I say anytime you have a gospel conversation with someone, lead with God's word. If they want to reject what God says, that's fine. They're not rejecting you. We aren't there to share our opinion. We aren't there to share our conclusions. We're there to share what God says. And if they want to reject that, you know, we'll pray for them. We're not going to be offended by that because they're not rejecting us. So that's an important, an important point there. But yeah, we're seeing a hunger for students who love Jesus. My wife and I had the opportunity to go to the, the Asbury revival thing. There was this incredible, just standing in line, let alone what happened inside the building, but standing in line with young people who were hungry for Jesus was transformative. And we meet people all the time who, you know, I thought I was that radical Jesus freak in high school, but some of these students, oh my gosh, they're just so full of Jesus. And they know that this is what God has called them to do and who he's called them to be. And yeah, we. I remember uh, we have a story of it was a left tackle on a high school football team, and he's like, "Give me a case. Every one of my team is getting one of these." You <laughs> a know, case that's of, a case of life books, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me a case of life books. Everyone is getting one of these. You know, they didn't have a choice because he's a lot bigger than all of them. So, <laughs> I love it. That's great. So just dreaming in color, we, we'd love to be helping our students give out like a million life books in the, the years ahead. And uh, we'd love to encourage students to think not, you know, even now about, you know, who's one or two or three people in your life that you can give God's word to. But we'd love to invite students even listening today to, to dream big and pray big prayers. What would it look like to give out 300, 500, 1,000 life books at their school. I, I think of a student you'd love to meet him someday, Carl, named Rogelio in Tucson, Arizona, where I grew up as a kid. And we met Rogelio because he had a goal of giving God's word to students at his campus. He said, you know, he came to know the Lord in high school uh, and then he got his first Bible and he started thinking, well, what if I could flip that for students at my school, give them a Bible so that they, they could become Christians? And so he starts thinking about this. So, okay, well, how many Bibles should I give out? And he says, I set a goal of giving out 40 Bibles. 
And then he said, I felt the Lord just convict me and tell me, man, that's a Rogelio-sized goal. Is that all you got? 40 Bibles? <laughs> so he's okay, okay, okay. Come so on, he, bro. He, he prays and says, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll trust you to give out 400 Bibles at my school. The only problem was he he didn't know about Lifebook, and we, had, we, we kind of met him because we heard about his prayer. And he didn't have much money. So he starts thinking, okay, how am I going to do this one? Well, he's in Future Farmers of America. He's raising livestock. He decides, I'm going to sell livestock I'm raising that was his his money to keep, takes the money from his livestock to buy Bibles to give out on campus. We heard about this, like, mail the man more Bibles, you know, and uh, I checked with him, Carl, some of the livestock were pigs, which, okay, that's a double sacrifice because he could have kept the money <laughs> and he could have eaten the bacon, but he turned <laughs> that bacon into Bibles and gave out 400 copies of God's Word at his school. And it was powerful. I mean, lunch ladies were in tears coming up asking him for one. <laughs> And so that's the kind of thing we'd love to see students take that type of a faith step with Decision Point, with the Lord, with Lifebook together at their school. Uh, so practically speaking, how could students get Lifebooks from you guys? Well, let me chime in there real quick. We had a youth group. A lot of times youth leaders, volunteer youth leaders in particular, maybe it's a parent or, or whatever it is. And and they're like, I don't know if we can, maybe can we get a case? A case for us is 100 Lifebooks. And they got a thousand. They had five students, and those five students saturated their school with a thousand life books. And so God can do big things if you know if you will just step out. Uh, so it's real simple. You just go to thelifebook.com. It's got to be a youth leader, a, a church leader, a pastor, a youth pastor. Um, so we don't provide them directly to students, but as a student, you can bug your youth leader like crazy. Till they go to thelifebook.com, just get free life books. They can get up to 2,500 each church can. And so our whole goal is saturation. We want to see every school saturated with the gift of the gospel. And we want to see students like you watching being the ones who are doing it because God has placed you specifically, strategically in the lives of your, your classmates and peers. So just go to thelifebook.com uh, or send your youth leader there. And uh, you can order them. They're completely free. Zero strings attached. We don't ask for an offering. We don't ask you to pay shipping. We don't ask for anything. I love it. And so, Carl, as students are doing that, we, we have students that are taking this. They're taking our Give God's Word Challenge. If you want to learn more about that, you're watching, you can go to decisionpoint.org slash give God's Word to kind of think about this challenge of giving God's Word at your school. We'll refer you to the Lifebook as well if you can't find their website so you can know how to uh, – Get your youth pastor on the money to order life books for you. Order for free. It's a fun thing to order something for free. Uh, students are going to be doing this. I mean, students listening today, they're either already doing this or they're going to hear this and they're going to take the challenge. I'd love it if you just close our time together by praying for students who decide to say yes to the Lord, to be that person and pray for God to give them all that they need along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you again for, for having me, Mark. I'm so uh, excited for what you guys are doing. I'm excited for this, just this podcast, that people, that students will watch this and get fired up to give the gift of God's word to their classmates and, and their peers. So let's pray over them. Father God, we thank you that you are here right now, even on this podcast, that you're present, that you're real, that you're alive. I thank you for the gift of your word to us. I thank you for every student listening right now, maybe youth leaders listening, whoever it is listening, I thank you for them. And I pray right now that you'd pour out your spirit on them and light within them a fire 
to be witnesses for you, to share the gift of your word, to share the gospel with those who need it. And I pray even right now, you would put on their heart and on their mind the names and faces of those that you were calling them to reach. And I thank you for strategically placing them in the lives of their friends and their classmates. You put them there, Lord, because you want to use them. What a great privilege we have that we get to be used by you in that way. And I pray that they would feel that joy, not the pressure, not the guilt that this is something they have to do, but it's something they get to do, to be a part of what you're doing. I pray your blessing upon them, and I pray that you will use their labor, their giving the gift of your word, to draw many to Jesus, to not just change eternal destinies, but to change and transform lives right now. Thank you, Jesus. In your mighty, powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Carl, for being with us today. Well, hey, friends, thanks for joining us for today's episode. Be sure you subscribe, follow, rate, review, share this episode with a friend. Uh, we'd love to get more people tuning in so that together we can be a generation that are living all out for the Lord, uh, like eternity's on the line, because it is. Hey, make sure you uh, join us next week as we're going to be talking about enduring hardship for the Lord because he's worth it as we think about the long-term impact of what God can do through the things that we're doing for him today. So you're not gonna to wanna to miss that. We'll see you then.